treat your mental and uh, physical you know, health as, as a priority, as if it was a task per se, and stick to it. It's really, really important. Welcome to the Kelly Limber Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand and style expert on a personal mission, you guessed it, to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action and just do something different. Show up as the best person that they aspire to be. I have a question for you. Are you one of my five a day? I really want to hear from you. I love getting your messages. So many of you drop me DMs on Instagram. If you haven't already, I'm Kelly Lundberg official. Come and say hi and let me know what's inspired you today. I'm sure after this episode, you are going to be super inspired. Today's guest is Mariella. Now, she is the co-founder and CEO of Furless Permanent and Furless Beauty Institute. Her mission is to help clients get rid of unwanted hair and make every person and studio, every client that comes to her and student help them on their journey to become well-informed and really with the best interest of their client's skin development. Her story is really interesting on how she has lived all over the world and moved to Dubai um, in the financial services and then came up with this sort of idea of launching Furless Permanent. She opened in 2016 with just one therapist and one intern. And now the business, you'll hear how it's grown over the years, um, has over 30 top-notch skin and hair removal experts and educators assisting with clients and students in Dubai and Abu Dhabi. Because you've got Furless Beauty Institutes really raising the bar on um, educating those within the beauty industry. Um, Mariela has also been balancing the business growth with a growing family and you know more recently the importance of valuing self-care and looking after herself which I am sure will inspire you to go what's something I can do for myself. She's really committed, super ambitious about creating responsible and sustainable practices and you know really has an active role in supporting staff on their personal development and skincare. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the show, Mariela. It's great to have you here. At long last, we're doing this podcast. Yes, at last. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. Now, we met quite a few years ago when we did a styling session for you. You were at that point where you were like, I need to step up my, I guess you could say sort of personal brand from the style element. Absolutely. You know, you don't think about this when you start your business, that you are part of the business. And it is so important to look after yourself, you know, mentally, physically, um, you know, grooming wise and whatnot. So I definitely needed help with that. And we had so much fun. And I love that you're still wearing those biker boots. Oh, yes, I love them. That was probably the best purchase ever. And you remember, I remember walking around Bloomingdale's and you were so on the fence and you were like, oh, I don't know. And I was like, just trust me, just get them. <laughs> yeah, thank God for, for, for that because everyone, you know, just compliments me. On oh, that, so thank good. You. And we've yes. also taken your husband out shopping because he's part of your, yes. your business as well. You're together in yes. business, aren't you? Oh, absolutely. But also, you know, I think when as well, when you start your own business, there's so much work to do and you work for so many hours that if you are in a relationship that kind of gets affected. So, you know, it's so important to keep the romance alive and 
So definitely we realized that we were not looking after ourselves in any way. And, and, you know, that definitely uh, helped, you know, he, he's looking very handsome. I love it. This <laughs> is so, so cool. Well, why don't you give us a bit of a backstory as to what your business is? Cause I know that those that are listening are going, All right. So what business is it in? So give us a backstory. And then I've got lots of questions to ask you about it. Sure. Happy to. Okay. So I am the co-founder and CEO of Furless Permanent which is a permanent hair removal center. And that's all we do. We're specialists in that. And we also have the Furless Beauty Institute, which is the educational arm of our business. And we do all sort of beauty courses for individuals to, who want to up their game and learn how to do their own makeup or you know, take care of their skin. But also for those who want to either get into the beauty industry as makeup artists or massage therapists or beauty therapists, whatnot, lash, you know, experts, um, or for those who want to up their game when they are already in the beauty industry. So they want to become a salon owner or they want to become a manager or they really want to have a, a much better qualification or uh, skill at what they already do. So that's what we do in a nutshell. Awesome. Why don't we take a wee step back? Because this has been part of a journey. So first of all, how did the idea come about? Because you didn't come to Dubai. You're originally from? Yeah, well, actually, oh, from all over. I'm a citizen of the world. So I was um, working for, actually, I'm from the investment industry, finance, financial services, actually. And uh, I was in Dublin, Ireland, first in New York, and then I was in Dublin. Um, I'm originally from Argentina, actually. So, um, and uh, I was just very tired of the weather in Dublin. I just oh, wanted some sunshine. I, I hear you. Scotland <laughs> is very similar to um, Dublin or Irish weather, should we say? Exactly. I mean, it's, the green is beautiful, but you know, at some point, you just do want that, you know, vitamin uh, D. So, first of all, you know, it was just a little bit of the weather, but also, um, I actually covered um, our clients in the Middle East, and I loved working with my clients in the Middle East. It just felt like there was a lot of innovation happening, and I, I was really craving that growth, that innovation that uh, was ha- was not really happening in Europe. So I just uh, proposed the idea to open uh, a dedicated office, um, you know, and also the, the, you know, the time difference was a bit difficult. You know, I just wanted to, to focus myself uh, in, in, in this particular region. So, um, you know, they actually accepted the idea. So I moved in, I opened, you know, help open and develop uh, their financial services, you know, business here. And then I realized, you know, that I love doing business development. I love the Middle East. And I personally had, you know, being, you know, that sort of salesperson and business development going into meetings, I would always find myself like touching my, my, you know, my chin, you know, in between meetings and, oh, do I have a hair here? Oh my God. <laughs> and then I realized it wasn't one hair. It was like a hundred, you know, there were so many. Um, I, had, I had done years of laser, you know, and I still had so many hairs. And I also have PCOS, which is, you know, actually something, a hormonal imbalance that makes me have more hairs, you know, and, and areas like the chin. So, um, you know, I was just really frustrated with that. So I was Googling, okay, wh- what can I do with this hair? Because laser is not, you know, getting rid of it. So I found out about electrolysis and I was like, what is this thing? I couldn't even pronounce the word. I was like, what, <laughs> what is this? You know, but I found out that actually was a 140 years old technique that, you know, was permanent hair removal. So I tried it 
And oh my God, I loved it. My hairs were gone. It took a good two years. I'm not going to lie to you. But then I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. More people need to know about it. I was talking to my girlfriends about it and they were like, what? Oh my God. You know, and it was just an amazing idea. And I felt like I wanted to do more with my life. I wanted to maybe start a business and uh, learn so much more. I felt like I was stuck in my, in my job. So that's how I started. Um, I started to learn about beauty. I started, I became a beauty therapist. I became an electrologist, believe it or not. Um, that was interesting. Um, and I just became in love with the beauty industry and with everything that involved uh, starting a new business here in the UAE. I'm sure there's so many women when you said that feeling their chin. And I even felt it the other day. There's one hair on my chin. That no, come like, to us. It's, it's harder than harder or stronger. Like I can feel it. It's yeah. pointier than, yes, than any I of the So I know people listening will be like, yeah, been there. And then slapping. Yes. Like I even looked at my mom the other day when I was going oh, yeah. to kill me if she hears this. And it was like, oh, mom, you need to go and get your chin. So it's like when you get older, yeah. Ooh, make sure she comes, bring her, do like a, a daughter and a mom and daughter thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We, we would love to have you. Yeah. And then um, you don't have to worry about that, you know, like hair and your chin. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we don't want that. We definitely don't want that. So you, yeah. you learned, so you did all the, the, the learning while you were still working full time. And then yes. decided to take the plunge and go, right, I'm going to go and open the first one. So when, when was the first furless? Uh, yeah, actually, permanent. yesterday was our fifth birthday. So we opened five years ago, um, actually. And we, uh, you know, I did work full time because it was my very first business. It was a new industry for me and um, it was, you know, very scary and I wasn't sure if it was going to work. So I thought, well, look, let me continue working for a little bit. Yeah. So that's how it all started. And then, uh, you know, for, for us in particular, we were going through an adoption process. And we got the first business license the same week we were called by the court, the family court in Ethiopia, to finalize and uh, the adoption process. So it was it was insane, and it has been an insane ride to become business owners at the same time as parents of two gorgeous boys. Yeah, so it's been it's been I was thinking roller coaster. The math there was like you said five years and. I met your children and seen pictures of them. And I was like, I'm sure they're like seven and five or something. So I'm like, that must have all happened around the same time. Yes, it did. It is. So when we, for our first son, he was uh, 14 months um, when he um, came, uh, became our son officially. And then our second son, uh, he was four years old. So it was like two very different dynamics as well. You know, we had a baby and then we had an older child as well who had to learn a new language and, and adapt to a new country. But luckily, kids are just so resilient. So they, they, were, they have been incredible, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that would be a, enough for people to go, for anyone to go, do you know what? No, I'm going to focus on like the kids and, and, and you know, maybe I should just put the business on hold for, for a year or whatever. Yeah. What made you not do that? Yeah. Well, first of all, we were already in the ride. You know, it's like when you're in a roller coaster and you're just in and you're going tick, 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 t
Yeah. So first of all, you know, it's just, it really happened at the same time. Uh, you know, it's just, you don't know when you're going to get your business license uh, and you don't know when you're going to uh, get that call, you know, that the, the adoption process were finalized. So, you know, it, for us, it just happened all at the same time. Uh, so it wasn't, I, I mean, it was a choice to do both things, but we, it wasn't a choice that they would happen at the same time. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. I think my, my kids are seeing us, you know, develop a business, building a legacy. And we actually involve them quite a bit um, as well in the process. And they come and look for, you know, new locations for a new brand. And, you know, we, we talk about, you know, that sort of entrepreneurial um, sort of a spirit and uh, what it takes uh, to start a new business. So it's, yeah, we, we do the best that we can with this situation. <laughs> and that is all, all, all that you can you can want is to do yeah. the best that you possibly can with the time that's given and, you know, still focusing, like you say, on time for your husband, time yeah. for you, um, yes. which I think you're at the bottom of the list, but you're trying to change that because yeah. we've been yeah, talking about it, haven't we? Yeah, absolutely. So um, since last year, I started to realize that the business was being affected by me not looking after myself, because ultimately, the, the, you know, the ultimate decisions come to me when things go really wrong. I need to make decisions. So it is so important that I'm able to have a very strong and healthy mind and heart and body as well to make the best decisions that are the most fair decisions for everyone involved. You know, that is a huge responsibility. And if you're not doing well yourself, you just can't make those decisions. So I am basically taking two approaches. First of all, being kind to myself and understand that sometimes, you know, you have to be okay focusing more times to the kids and not so much to the business. And some other times your business uh, needs more of your time. Um, and, you know, and, and not to feel guilty that you're not there for that, you know, recital or, you know, for that game for the kids. Right. And uh, so that's, that's the, the, the number one thing I would say, uh, you know, you need to try to do with that. You cannot find a perfect balance and you need to go with the flow. The second thing is you need to really plan and schedule things for you. So having, you know, a, a personal trainer, for example, you know, come to you if, if that's something that you could, you know, afford, you know, we can't always do that, you know, let's say two or three times a week, or, you know, call a girlfriend that also wants the same things and, and say, okay, every Saturday morning, if you work, you know, uh, during the week, we're going to do this and stick to it and schedule it. And, you know, no matter what, like, just don't cancel it, you know, stick with it. So I would say, in a way, treat your mental and uh, physical, you know, health as, as a priority, as if it was a task per se, and stick to it. It's really, really important. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. It's that sort of, um, you know, when we were, were when I was cabin crew, we were always, you know, a part of the demonstration. It was the oxygen theory that it was like you got to put the oxygen on you first before yes. you put it on your child. Exactly. Whereas most parents would be like, no, I have to put it on the child first because that's your automatic go-to and looking after yourself is part of that. So training, yeah. what are some of the other things that you do to look after yourself? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. Um, so training, um, I think it's really the mental health part. Uh, so whatever that could be, it could be meditation. Like I have an app that I, I that I use and it helps me fall asleep because there's a lot of anxiety, you know, build up throughout the day. 
And then you're thinking about the following day. So sometimes it's kind of hard to sleep or you just go to sleep all tense, you know? And so I, I do that sort of meditation at night. Definitely, I would say if if that's something that you're open to working with a professional uh, and making sure that you have, you know, either weekly or every two weeks, uh, a conversation with a professional, make sure that you have at least once a month, hopefully more often than that, that you have fun, whatever that looks like. So, and don't, you know, disconnect from technology. So go out to have, you know, drink with a friend, go and walk by the beach. You know, that's free. You don't need money to do a lot of these very important things. So schedule time to just have fun. And, and that's, that's tremendous uh, for, that's tremendous uh, good things to your mental health for sure. What's been the most fun thing then you've done in the past? Okay, let's make it easy. The past month. Oh, start. It's actually uh, Santa brought me a bike. <laughs> so that was great. And Riding a bike with my kids. I loved riding my bike everywhere when I was a child and just riding the bike all over town, you know, finding, you know, the bike paths that we actually do have around Dubai, believe it or not, and just riding for hours. I loved it. I, we were just so, so connected uh, to what was going on around us, you know, looking at shops, looking at the trees, looking at the beach, looking at everything and not looking at the phone and having conversations as well. That was really fun. Yeah, I really well, liked it. There's a there's a fabulous um, bike track that's opening up on Kite Beach. The full oh. length. Oh, it, it looks incredible. So it's going to be the yeah. full length of Kite Beach. So it's 14 kilometers. We just Ooh. ran it the other day. Yeah. And um, it's got palm trees all along the side and like it's going to be beautiful. And then you can stop there for breakfast afterwards. So it's a big, it's a big RTA development. So it's still a few months off, but it's going to be pretty cool. Oh, I can't wait. I absolutely love it. Yeah. And, you know, just having fun, you know, we, you feel like a child again when you have fun, right? Uh, yeah. And it's just so important. We have such serious, you know, responsibilities in our place and just, you know, not having that responsibility and just enjoying yourself is so important. So where are you now with the business growth? Like get, kind of get back into it. So you've turned <laughs> five years, you're how many, how many furless, uh, what would you call them? Salons or? Yeah, yeah, centers, you know, sure, sure. So we have three. We have the very first one was in Sheikh Road. So like near the Coca-Cola Arena City Walk. Um, And uh, that's definitely our most popular one as well. And then we opened uh, Abu Dhabi about three years ago. And then we have uh, Merdef as of last year as well. And um, last year, we also opened the Beauty Institute in Alcos. Yeah. So what made you go into that? You know, surely then going, hey, I've got three three centers and we're growing that. Let me just add in an institute as well. So like, how did that come about? Did you see like another gap in the market or what was... Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, uh, I mean, we've all been to salons here in Dubai and I think, you know, it's... And then, you know, I see, I, see, I, see, I see a lot of posts from people saying like, oh, I went to the UK, I went to Russia, I went to, you know, I went back home or, and, you know, it's just, I, I, I love this and I love that. And I think that innovation is really um, lacking here. And I see that abroad, business owners and therapists invest quite a bit in their education and they have so many diplomas and they know, they know how to do so many things and they investing themselves in terms of, you know, um, the client journey and uh, client services and and all of that. And, you know, it's 
it's really it's really missing here uh, in in that's the UAE. So yeah, so that's what we're doing. We have three educators. Um, they have more than twenty years of experience in the industry and teaching, and they have teaching qualifications as well. And you know, we're really excited about it. We're, we're hoping that it will bring a beautiful change to the beauty industry in the UAE. And abroad. What, what myth would you like to dispel about the beauty industry or maybe about something that that you're you're in? Because I quite like to ask that question because people have got mm-hmm. loads of preconceived ideas about certain jobs and things that people do, and it's totally not yeah. true. So what would you like to share? Oof. Oh wow. Okay. So I think the number one would be that some of the treatments that people receive, you know, it's not something that you do over a weekend. Mm-hmm. Some of my therapists have done like the, the, for example, the beauty therapist course is, um, is actually a full-time course that you do for either a year or three years. So believe it or not, actually it takes a lot of skill and there's so much, you know, knowledge that we have uh, about the skin. So for example, you know, the hair, it's something that I, I try to do with furlies as well. You know, traditionally, uh, you know, the electrolysis therapist would only learn about the hair and not really the skin, but we remove the hair uh, and the skin and the skin stays. So it is so important to really know about the skin and the organs and, you know, the hormones and all of that. So there is actually, in order for you to be a beauty therapist, you have to do hundreds of hours on physiology and anatomy. Wow, um, I never knew that. Um, Yes. And also as a massage therapist, you know, there is a lot of education on the bones and the muscles and the tissue and the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system probably nowadays with the times of COVID is probably one of the things that we need to, uh, we really, really should know about because, you know, that's what cleanses our body of toxins, Mm. uh, what helps our immune system, what, you know, prevents cancer, you know, it's, um, yeah, so the beauty industry is not just about grooming, but it's about health as well. Health and well-being. And I think we've certainly drawn or our, our um, attention's been drawn a lot more to health and well-being over the past couple of years. Um, I, the, only, the, lymphatic, the lymphatic system, I, I learned a little bit about very tiny little bit because I've got a rebounder, you know, the mini trampolines. And yes. they say that that's really good to get the lymphatic system going in the morning and also help yes. with cellulite. So. And dry, dry, uh, dry brushing as well, yeah. you know, and sometimes, you know, if, if you go to do a lymphatic, you know, maybe a, a myth uh, here. So if you go to do a lymphatic massage, um, don't think that, you know, um, <clears throat> because actually it's a very light massage. And people say, oh, my lymphatic massage therapy is not very good. This is not a muscle massage. It's actually moving the lymph, you know, all the toxins out of your body is working with your skin. So, you know, because you have um, uh, someone who's doing a very light massage, you know, really don't think that uh, she's not doing a good job. Yeah, that's really interesting. I've never actually had a lymphatic massage. I think I need to add that to my list of of self-care Sunday or not even self-care, but to book in and have a, uh, um, a, a session with someone and, and experience absolutely. it. Yeah, absolutely. And, but you can, also, you can also do it um, actually by yourself. So you get a, you know, like it's just, you know, dry brushing. I have one know, of those. Brush. Yeah. So you have to do circular movements, movements, just look online uh, where the lymph nodes are and, you know, try to go, you know, in a circular movement toward them. And then that, that will help. And actually you'll remove the dead skin that creates, you know, like uh, pimples and blackheads. So it's just overall really, really 
A wonderful thing to do for sure. And, you know, the other thing I think um, that people forget that it's not just about well-being or grooming, it's also about convenience as well. So when you do some treatments as well, you're preventing a lot of diseases. So it's a lot of, you know, visits to the doctors, medications, getting sick, but also let's say like electrolysis, not having to deal with hair anymore, you know, just imagine that. So there are other treatments as well that are more in the long-term or permanent side that definitely, I think that's where we're going as, you know, really busy uh, women that, you know, have own businesses and work. And it's, I think it's important to, to take a look at those kind of treatments as well. What's next for you in the next, let's say, five years from now, and we have this conversation again, what are yes. you going to be telling me? Oof. Uh, well, biggest dream for me would be uh, international expansion, obviously. Yeah. I would love to bring Fairless to every possible country in the world. So where would be your else. first? If you could pick anywhere, where would be your first? Um, I would say Saudi. Absolutely. Uh, for sure. I would absolutely love to, I mean, and I, I've been to Saudi before, uh, with my previous job and I absolutely loved seeing all the changes that were happening there and how open people are to that. Not everyone, but a good amount of, of people. And that, that was just beautiful to be part of that change. So yeah, really excited about that. Uh, Egypt. I would absolutely love to go to Egypt. I think it's such a fun, young, um, you know, country as well that's ready for more. So that's, that's, I would say it's the number one thing. And the second thing is working through love and acceptance of the female body. You know, I, even though it, it is my business, I think, you know, people um, should really learn and hopefully, you know, uh, we learn to accept that hair is a natural thing that we have and it actually fits a purpose. And when we are just, you know, removing it, uh, you know, it's not, uh, you know, it shouldn't be a must, it should be your choice. Um, so loving yourself first and then making choices based on what you want, uh, if it's convenient to you. Like I love touching my skin and, and actually feeling it super soft. However, certain hairs fit a very specific purpose that enhance things. So <laughs> you don't want to remove all your hairs. And, you know, otherwise you're missing out. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> so definitely Absolutely. know your facts and, you know, make your decisions accordingly to what you want, not what society is telling you to do. That's mm. what I would love to work toward in the Interesting. future. I think there's definitely something that as you develop your personal brand to work on that element of educating and empowering people and, and making that part of your message that is intertwined with your business but is is part of who um as part of who you are we've talked a lot about women do men come yes absolutely for all sort of reasons it could be convenience it could be that also they want to because you know actually oh i think it was like men spend how many weeks of their lives in total shaving? And so men will they, just come and get their beard, electrolysis, yes. so they don't have, really? Yeah, their beard, especially, you know, like actually under the beard, so the neck, you know, for someone who has really coarse hair and they're shaving so much and they don't take good care of their skin, there's a lot of accumulation of dead skin cells and then it creates ingrown hairs. Yes. And then you can't shave on top of the ingrown hairs. You know, it just becomes a bit of a nasty thing. 
It could be because, you know, uh, maybe they are, uh, it could be a performance thing if they are, you know, if they're like, you know, cycling or swimming or something like that. It could be for religious purposes as well. Um, in Islam, you know, it's important to to groom before going to pray. And um, so that's, you know, again, convenience. Um, and uh, yeah, beauty as well. It's just, yeah, all sort of reasons. And you just don't think about that. I mean, I suppose when you start, you automatically assume, well, it's woman. And then I guess maybe mm-hmm. even the same when I started many moons ago, my styling business, I thought yes. of just woman. But men, towards the end of sort of my styling career if you like in its traditional sense as I still do little bits of it um it was male clients yes absolutely yeah and you don't hear about it they don't talk about it they don't post about it they don't talk to each other about it so for me it was hard because you know with electrolysis uh, you know women were talking so I you know a lot of my clients come because of word of mouth you know look I don't have any more hair I'm so happy with this you should try it but with men they don't really talk about it but yeah, they do quite a bit. They there is quite a bit of grooming going on for men, and good for them. You know, they also need to make sure that they look after themselves and and, and feel you know beautiful and clean and you know like uh, sexy and all of that in whatever shape or form you know that is. Uh, so for sure, yeah. Very interesting. Okay, I'm going to ask one last question because we kind of just touched on it there because you had said word of mouth had been a really powerful marketing tool for you. And is that yeah. because, you know, the service, I mean, so the service that you offer, the results, like, you know, because marketing a business, like that's the, you can have the best idea in the world, but if you're rubbish at marketing it, then it doesn't matter. So yeah. maybe elaborate a little bit on that word of mouth and, and how people finding out about you. Sure. So it is really important that uh, for us, that every client that comes through feels that they understand the process because, you know, people, people know about laser. Oh, it's, you know, six to eight sessions uh, and, and, you know, it's this much per body part. It's not like that at all uh, with electrolysis, actually with permanent hair removal. So, you know, we, even though we have to repeat ourselves about a hundred times a day about the same things, it is really important that Clients really understand this, this treatment and then that our, you know, therapists are full on able to articulate, you know, the effects of the, of the treatment on the skin and what clients need to do and not do. And obviously the results, you know, num- I would say, you know, uh, apart from the great client service, you know, results are really important. Unfortunately, it, it's not an, a, a magical thing. We're reverting a biological process that takes, you know, a good year, year and a half, up to two, more or less. So, you know, sometimes, you know, it takes time for people to, to talk about us because they want to see the results. But once they do, uh, yeah, it, it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. A game changer. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I um, actually, you know, for me, hair was, wanted hair was a really big problem, not just you know, on my chin, but everywhere. Um, and uh, I started, you know, when I finished with my electrolysis sessions uh, about four years ago, I realized when I go on vacation, I don't have to worry about my hair oh, anywhere. Love it. It's always soft, you know, and my kids say, hey, mom, let's go to the pool. Let's go to the beach. And I don't have to say that, oh, no, because I haven't shaved or I need to wax or, you know, I'm embarrassed, um, you know, or, or anything like that, you know. So I, I just really, really, um, I love that. So, so that's definitely the results and all of that is just absolutely um, amazing convenience. Yeah, for sure. I have loved hearing your stories. I did when we went out shopping, you know, the, the, um, the, the business journey and, and just, you know, 
bringing together a new family, bringing together a new family in business and yes. the goals and ambitions and everything that you have, both of you, you and your husband. It was such a pleasure to work with you. Thank you for sharing your knowledge, your story you. on the podcast today. How can people get in touch with you? How, what's your your um, Insta handles or website? Sure. What would you like to share? Sure. So if they want um, anything regarding, if they want to find out more about the treatments, so furlesspermanent.com or at furlesspermanent is for the treatment. If they want to learn about beauty for themselves or, or become a professional in the industry, our handles are uh, Furless Beauty Institute. And then for me, my Instagram is I don't follow the instructions. Uh, <laughs> my Instagram. Because I, I, for me, I, I really don't. I mean, I do. I, I put it on my caption I, uh, on my bio. I do read the rules, but I don't always follow them. My innovation for me and uh, creating things uh, is, is something that I absolutely love. So yeah, I, I, I um, uh, document my journey as a mom, as a mompreneur, um, definitely, uh, you know, on my Instagram from time to time. So <laughs> love it. Thank you so much. And I wish you the best of success with everything. And I will see you and your wardrobe and your husband, hopefully soon. And I'll be in, I'll be into the, uh, the center with mom. She'll be like, what are we doing? I'm like, it's a surprise. I'll just tell her that. Yes. <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah. I would love that. Thank you so much for your time, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here and listening to this episode today. I'd love to know what inspired you the most. Was there something that was said? Was there a real takeaway that you're like, do you know what? I'm actually going to go away and implement this. Then if there is, head over to Instagram because I hang out there and I really want to hear what it is you say. Come and leave me a DM. Tell me the best part or even better, share it with a friend and inspire them too. We are growing weekly and it's all down to you. Thank you so much in advance. Reviewer of the week actually left this message and it made me so happy. Awesome podcast. Every episode gives me an insight into how I can grow my business brand and manage my life around this. Can't wait for the next episode. That was from DKUB2387. So they mean so much. If you haven't left a review yet, then please do head on over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. And don't forget, be inspired and keep following your dreams. Until next time, bye for now.